1: Oh hey, before we start the show I gotta tell you about the Allegedly podcast With my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt They got pop culture, they got legal news They got behind the scenes antics And a whole lot of laughs One of the best podcasts I've ever heard Allegedly with Bo and Ryan At TheBowenLawGroup.com Link in the description And everywhere you get your podcasts, of course And now let the cartoons begin
0: Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! What's do you mean? No, I'm sorry. He hear won't won't hear won't me. Won't hear this! The Bob Seska Show!
1: Former Nation's Capital, it is Wednesday, May 24, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 854, of the Biden Harris administration, 531 days until the 24 presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska, and the Patreon page is BobSescashow.com. Got it? All right, so it's my favorite day of the month. It's Cliff Schechter Day on the podcast. You might know Cliff from his YouTube channel at C Schechter or his Twitter feed at Cliff Schechter, links in the description, or his historic takedown of Trump sycophant Cleta Mitchell, or radio shows like The Stephanie Miller Show, or podcasts such as this one. So today we're talking about democratic strategies to rabbit season, duck season, the Republicans. We're also gonna dig into the 14th Amendment option for the debt ceiling. And we're gonna talk about the forthcoming 10th anniversary of the Snowden NSA story. Meantime, think about supporting this fully independent podcast by subscribing to our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Okay, buckle up. Here comes the great Cliff Schechter.
0: More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show.
2: <laughs> I'm just generally an asshole, and uh, this time I decided to do this from a better place. <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> that needs to be your new bio on Twitter. I'm generally an asshole, and I just—I
2: actually, I've thought of doing stuff like that, just having that be my my descriptor. <laughs> That's you, you have to understand this. This is my dream, as uh, as you know, hopefully, my email uh, um, sort of contact business, but also my YouTube. Everybody at C at C Schecter on YouTube. Yeah, go follow. We just broke twenty thousand subscribers, but as that grows too. If once I get to the land of no clients, a dream of mine, Uh then I can put things like that and not worry. I'll lose clients because I say stuff like that. I'll just describe myself that way. And, and, you know, in more self-deprecating and insulting ways everywhere.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad Um, you mentioned your follower count because that's a big milestone. 20,000 is a big deal on YouTube, right?
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, we may it took like slightly just barely over a year, but but the trends are even what are better. Um yeah. you know, like it's like anything else. It's like you suddenly hit a level and I'm hoping we've done that. I'm I'm sure you hit a bunch of levels and plateau here and there, but like mm-hmm. we we got up to in about it took us about nine to ten months to get up to thirteen thousand five hundred, or I was getting I think we we're almost at fourteen thousand. Um, and then suddenly in about two months or so, last two months, we gained
1: 6,500. So, how did that happen? How, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah because it's it, such a narrow timeline for that to happen. Just right. A, what did you have it, just a big, it, giant viral video or something like that? What happened? I,
2: I had a bunch of them, about five or six of them that went, like not giant. It's, it's, it's weird. It's almost like something goes giant, like we've had a couple go over 100,000. Yeah. And that's great. But if that's the only thing going at that time, you'll still gain a lot from it. But what's better is we had about three or four of them recently um, that are in the 20,000 or 15,000 or 30,000 range, something like that. Oh,
0: nice. And
2: yeah. and like when you have a bunch that reach that many people, uh, it tells the YouTube algorithm like, hey, this isn't just a one-off. Like, you know, people like this guy. We should be recommending him to more people. <laughs> in, at least this is my guess, right? Like nobody knows Kind of like you never know what exactly is in a McDonald's hamburger, <laughs> except for the fact that you know it's not actually hamburger. Sure, yeah. <laughs> much much like that with YouTube. um, I, I, You know, like knowing what their exact thing is. But I've been told this by people at least who, you know, had, had know people that work there or whatever, which is they're looking, you know, they're not looking for somebody who just – blows up on one video or one thing they're looking for somebody who they think to recommend who's going to cause a lot of engagement make them a lot of money and, yeah. and they judge that on staying power so when you have four or five videos at the same time all in like five figures and some of the mid five figures that, that that's what the that's the uh The message they get. So I think the algorithm became after we got screwed that one time and had our video taken down. And I think we may have been in like YouTube, like penitentiary for about a month after that, (laughs) where they wouldn't tell you (laughs) that your algorithm was screwed. Yeah. But I think it was after that, like we suddenly just blew up. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, like, or just a lot of people got you know fucking high or drunk at the same time and like let's goof and subscribe to cliff's channel and that never happens again and maybe i'll be stuck where i am right now
1: right right that's the only other
2: theory i can come up with bob
1: yeah it's it's (laughs) such hard work to come up with good ideas for videos i'm doing this with twitter and instagram and now tiktok where i'm trying to figure out like what works and what doesn't but at the same time it's a fight against the algorithm itself, something that you can't even see or analyze. Right. It's just hit or miss. It's a shot in the dark as to whether something's going to work or whether something's not going to work. Like the, the previous video I posted on TikTok got like, I don't know, 400, 500 views. I just posted yep. a video yesterday on TikTok that's now over 105,000 views. There you so go. What is, what is it about this? Oh, my God, I can't believe... Cliff, we're in our 50s, and we're fighting something that we can't even see or understand in these social media algorithms, these video algorithms Which, by the that way, make no sense.
2: That's a good metaphor for, like, everything out there right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> we're in our 50s, and we're fighting all sorts of shit we never expected to be fighting that we can't see or understand. Um, <laughs> but, okay. but, but no, you're right. And, and the thing is, um, uh, you know, you also like, uh, I mean, so here's a classic example, right? I put up a video, uh, you may have seen it the other day, it was a thing of beauty. Athey Plaskett, who, you know, should be a U.S. congresswoman, Uh, and only is not technically a congresswoman because we haven't made the U.S. Virgin Islands a state, which we should, because territories are fucking 19th century racism, and because, by the way, Republicans created two Dakotas and all sorts of other shit, and we should be basically letting – D.C., Puerto Rico, if they vote for it, U.S. Virgin Islands, which I spent a summer living in and I think want to be America, Mm -hmm. part of America. So we actually, they actually you know, like we actually then are required to help them when hurricanes hit and things of that nature. She's the representative from the U.S. USVI, and people may remember her she, during the impeachment trial. Uh-huh. Which right. one I don't. Know. It's hard to remember. There's so many. She's amazing. Um, she's, she's an was,
1: amazing when, member of Congress.
0: Yeah,
2: she is awesome. And so she's on that weaponizing, you know, the government thing when it's really I am Jim Jordan, like you know, masturbating in the showers and weaponizing the government <laughs> against everybody else.
1: Wait! <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God! That. That, thank you for that, that mental gross. image, Jesus! I gotta.
2: Go, Sorry, gosh, Where's my listerine? That, <laughs> that oh, that little fucking imp! I hate him.
0: Yeah, so yeah. With his
2: like fucking, you know, with his hot air balloon voice and his. I mean, I
1: would. And, and his ET ahead. dying in the creek skin. That's exactly. what he looks like. He like, looks like ET dying in the creek. He looks like he's yeah. He's slowly dying. Like I mean,
2: I would fucking. I wouldn't. I, I do not advocate violence, folks, and that's why I avoid certain situations and believe in gun control. Yeah. I, I honestly, if I were, if I had to be there every day with him, I would probably punch him at some point <laughs> just because he's <laughs> such an utter dick. So she sat there next to him and just went off on what a liar and a and and and, and a pathetic suck up to Trump he was. Yeah. and you can some of the some of it, you can see the look on his face. And like he just he's like, the, you know, you can tell also this you know, this rural guy, this black woman's telling me, you know, he just wanted to, to scream back at her. But he couldn't. And she was ripping him. And she started ripping the whole party and how, they're, how they don't believe in law. And, you know, they claim the party of law and the party of undermining essentially in her own way. She called them all criminals. Yeah, And it just was such a great thing. So, you know, this is a great she's great at this we put up other ones by swalwell and goldman and others when they kick republicans asses and they generally do very well but you still never know for sure we put it up at seven o'clock last night did my usual promotional stuff where i asked a couple of kind friends like you to retweet put it up on a couple of facebook pages where i belong you know um put it up uh, i think i post where i don't do a lot but um and you know, went to sleep, and I woke up today. You know, in this video that was about 700 views or 600 views last night. Went to sleep, I woke up today, and it was at over 4,000. Oh. You know, and like, how did it get there? I don't fucking know, and it's still going strong. It's at like 5,500 right now, and I'm hoping you know it'll it'll hit 10,000. I have no idea, but that's like kind of. You know, the way this goes, whereas there's another yeah. video I thought was good on on, on, on you know, on black uh, Americans in, in terms of voting patterns, because we've lost a small percentage of black voters to Republicans, which is a little bit scary.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Not not enough that it's going to, you know, that hopefully it'll make the difference. But, you mm-hmm. know, a few states are close and whatever and what we can do to win them back. And like, you know, I think at this point in time. 650 people have watched that yeah so yeah. you just don't you don't know right you don't know
1: it's um, really a roll of the dice it's all about timing too i found out the timing is a big deal as well like if you drop it at a certain time when most people are on their phones or on the computer that's when things tend to take off more than not and so yep. that's another factor that you have to balance in all of this shit plus right playing against the news cycle which could change at any second which is a harsh lesson i've learned with the podcast like as soon as i finish a Podcast. Oh my God. That's when the next big thing breaks. It's like uncanny every single time it happens that way. So,
2: so you, so that's the thing is the one I always tell people about, right? Which is, and I tell whenever I, it's PR clients, but I also, for stuff like this, it makes the same sense too. What was that fucking guy's name? I'll never forget now, like with the with that horrible episode, Chandra Levy, the congressman, the Democrat Condom Condon. I think it was pretty close to Gar- condom, Gary Gary
1: Condit. The, Is it Gary Condit? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: that may be it. I think that's it. See? Condom? I was close. <laughs> it, it was the and last
1: last big political scandal before nine eleven. That's what I remember about Gary Condit. Yeah.
2: And that's exactly my point. Yeah. Was that happened and it turned out he was cheating on his wife with her. Among other people. Yeah. But but they caught the person eventually. He had nothing to do with her death. But because it was when it was, and he's, don't get me wrong, he still was a scumbag. He still voted, was one of the Democrats who voted to, to impeach Clinton, one of maybe 10 or 12 House Democrats. And of course, for doing exactly what he was doing with God knows how many women, he was a total scumbag. Um, but like, his bad luck and it was that that happened like June or whatever. When the only thing anybody was talking about were remember, it was shark attacks, too, was the other big thing. Yeah, it was the summer of the
1: shark, yeah. Right, really there's shark su- sharks <laughs> flying through the fucking air. Richard Clark and a bunch of other guys are running around the White House screaming about an impending terrorist attack, and exactly. we're all talking about summer of the shark and Gary Condit, right.
2: Right. And we're and we're not. I mean, look, the murder of a young woman in Washington, D.C. is a serious incident. But sure. let's all be honest here. They weren't covering it for that reason They're covering it because he had an affair with her. Yeah. And it was the, it was it was the lurid nature of the whole thing and all of that. And, and and result is, you know, of all that is had that happened with Gary Condit three months later, nobody would know his, that, that his name is Gary Condit and who the who the fuck he is. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all know about him because when it happened and that is I use that often as a case study of like news cycles is you know you could do the, the craziest stuff i'm sure some of the craziest things in the world happened during 9-11 that none of us have ever heard of yeah right because there was just no bandwidth to cover them so there's that too so like that video i put out last night maybe there wasn't a lot of competition you know at that particular moment for that kind of a video and then maybe i put a different one and there's a ton of you know you just it's it's impossible there's all these things going on there and like you do your best you try your best you produce a good thing. I've even gotten less to the point we have one of these AI, and I know we didn't mean to talk about all this. We'll get into politics, obviously, but like <laughs> we have one of these, these AI title, you know, things. You put in a title, it tells you how good it is. And I I finally told the guy, Matt Roberson, who I work, you know, is known for ages and, is, and works with me at the channel. And I was like, you know what? Like we get fire scores for some of these things, but I I can't do it anymore with the cheesy titles. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can cheese them up a little bit, but it can't be like, Will the world come to an end tomorrow by a giant asteroid? Click here and find out. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, you have to be able to sleep at night, right? You have to I do. be confident in your integrity to be able to say, and- hey, look, you know what? That's a real clickbait headline. Can't do it. I just can't do it. And we
2: were slowly getting worse. And finally we did one that I really was unhappy with. And a bunch of people called us out for clickbait. And I was like, you know what, dude, I can't, you know, let's try to get the the highest headline we can get on that thing while putting out there what the, you know, what the information is. And yeah, create a little curiosity because people are going to learn something from these videos. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that, but not like, the level that we had been doing and so you know again i'll try to try my best with that and with you know knowing what the algorithm likes to, to create the best stuff possible but again like i went into this for a reason i wanted to create this channel to be successful with it and to reach people and to, to change you know, opinions and to buck up more, to buck up our people and give them confidence. Like, look at, you know, look at the swallows and the Plaskets and the people that are kicking ass. You can too. Don't be scared of these guys. They're all cowards. Stand up to them. You know, it's the same thing I used to try to do when I do on those TV interviews, which was people be like, You're not appealing to the to the middle. I'm like, I'm not trying to. No. My whole thing is telling people on our side, stop acting like wimps. And yeah. if and if the only way I can do that is to show you how easy it is to stop being a wimp. Which is to you know sit there, sit across from from your cleta Mitchell if you will, and tear <laughs> a new one, well, then that's what you gotta do, like don't fear these fucking people that's right. you know <laughs> uh, I mean <sighs> and,
1: and so, and, and look, so, I, I don't care if you pleased anyone else with that segment with Cleta Mitchell on MSNBC in uh, what was it, 2006. It doesn't matter yeah. because it, it makes me so happy. Uh, that's just one of those things, one of those clips that I go back to just to, for fun, just to watch it. And you know why I don't it. care?
2: I, I don't care because A, like it was, yes, there was a million different plus, pluses too. It was the most fun I ever had. <laughs> Definitely got me some more notoriety, probably helped get me the book contract I eventually got on McCain yeah. and whatever. But the <laughs> best of all, I met you because of it because oh, you yeah. were writing front page at the Huffington Post and you were sitting there and you were, you were giving plaudits to people who you were like, because we were in earl- earlier era and we were dealing with the vandals we're dealing with now, except for they weren't even quite as bad. It's hard to say that now because back then they certainly, the Dick Cheney's, you know, and the Wolfowitzes, and these people and you were like, you know, be like so-and-so and stand up to them, be like so-and-so <laughs> and you're like, and if you've seen Cliff Schechter do this, and I was so like touched that you mentioned my name, you know, in this, the headline in the huffington post for kicking ass that i sent you a note and i think that's where we began yeah you know talking about so it was worth it for that but but my general point of my youtube channel has always been what i've always tried to do which is th- to say stop you know democrats like we don't it, there's, there's nothing that says we have to be wimps. Mm-hmm. there's nothing that says we have to cave and i've been talking about it lately because and this i guess will lead to this Maybe a good segue to to what's going on which is like it's you know generally i think biden has done a great job with this stuff especially considering he's had to stand up to those forces of caution you know i mean i, I gave him so much credit for 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 calling out maga republicans and making that a thing and calling them semi-fascist so pushing the f word out there mm-hmm. so you know which you know which again as a president he can't say the things some of the rest of us do and i think that was very effective in 2022 and obviously there's some folks in the house that are incredible i just named some of them like swalwell plaskett you know goldman these people that are just ripping republicans apart and doing what they need to be doing but the 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 stuff where we don't use everything at our disposal and we allow them to fucking hold us hostage or whatever and obviously the debt ceiling being the biggest one right now that it just it drives me nuts yeah, i mean yeah. there there's nothing to be gained negotiating with them when they when you know that there is no good faith and they want it they they want to tear it all down because they know that's the only way they can win Mm
0: -hmm. they do
2: not have a majority they can only win if people are like biden ruined the economy so you say fuck you 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 take out the 14th amendment and make them you know people like well we'll take the court make them take you to court yeah make them defend taking the country Under and making us go broke and implode. Make them defend. Like, uh, this is what I never get about sometimes about people on our side who are like, well, what if they take us to court? Make them do it. Make them defend their shit.
1: Right, right. I mean, do you think Joe Biden's actually going to do it? Do you think the president's going to do this with the 14th?
2: I think he will in the end because I think he's going to have to.
1: Yeah. It's a great bargaining chip. I I mean, at the very least, all this talk about the 14th Amendment puts. Kevin McCarthy behind the eight ball a little bit because that's right. always this card that Joe Biden has up his sleeve that he can very easily play. As you're saying with the courts, if the Supreme Court wants to step in, yeah, good luck. It's going to be too late. <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. Say, okay, we're going to lower the debt limit again. We're, we're just going to reverse what the but, president did and put us into default. I don't think they're going to do that.
2: I don't know if it's a video. I don't know if it's a book. I just feel like, you know, this is like the message I've been carrying for so long now. And I feel like, you know, it's not just me. So I don't want to sound like I'm some like prophet. You have, a lot of people have, we've gotten a lot better. It certainly has become the culture of the house now, especially with Hakeem Jeffries there. Yeah. The Senate, we are not there yet. When I've got Dick Durbin sitting there like, well, I don't know if it's time to get rid of blue slips yet. Get rid of the fucking blue slips. They stole two Supreme Court seats for fuck's sake.
0: What are you doing?
2: You know, like, I mean, I hate to be disrespectful. As a U.S. senator, you know, he served admirably. He votes right. But if you can't lead, get the fuck out of the way and let somebody let Chris Murphy or Brian Schatz or one of these people that that has shown they will stand up to, to that kind of treachery, take over and lead because i'm tired of you know to, to me the two easiest things to do right now should be like i think the 14th amendment thing you know how i picture it in my mind and i know you as a fellow movie aficionado will appreciate this particularly yeah. like this kind of movie i picture Kevin mccarthy although he probably cut his own dick off but <laughs> I, I picture him getting up and and doing a doing a bunch of flips with a sword left right center whatever and we're and, and Biden's Indiana Jones. and They just sort of <laughs> giggles and takes the gun out and shoots him. That's the 14th <laughs> Amendment. Like like it should it should have been like they come in a room, scream, yell, blah, 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 blah. Biden has this this smirk on his face, signs the thing, the 14th Amendment, hands it to them. Fuck off.
1: Yeah. And there's another brilliant side effect to doing that, to invoking the 14th Amendment. And that is, in fact, Richard Haas brought this up in a negative way. He's like, this is why Joe Biden shouldn't invoke the 14th Amendment. And I went after him for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because he said that, well, the next Republican president's just going to do the same thing. And I was like, yes, that'd be great. Of course that would be. If both sides do it, that means it goes away forever forever. And that's the right. ideal circumstance where the debt limit is no longer this ticking time bomb uh, with the economy hanging in the balance. Right. We we take that off the table as a negotiating Because
2: form. we're the responsible ones yeah. who don't want to blow up the economy. So clearly we have to take it off the table. So you're right about that. I respect Richard Haas, and I said that in there. I just went after what he said. I'm like, are you— like, again, and and I think I mentioned the blue slips and all that stuff, too. I'm like, are, are, you, are we paying attention to the same group of people? <laughs> because the people I'm looking at literally tried to, broke into the Capitol, killed people, stole shit, and literally tried to overthrow our government. Yeah. They also stole two Supreme Court justices. Was there a precedent for that? Did, did did Mitch McConnell do that because we did it before them? No, they just did it. The, 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 the point is, is they're so radicalized, they don't need our permission to do these things they will do them anyhow the moment it benefits them that's why like people were like well would you get rid of the filibuster god damn yes i will because the if republicans ever take over and, and you know if well when sadly cuz they will at some yeah, point yeah. take over and if you know at that point if the filibuster is no longer of use to them they'll get rid of it like they did for the supreme court justices when they needed to get gorsuch on there they've they've mm. proven that again they don't respect norms and traditions we know this they're right, doing right. it all over the country right now. Like in you know, in Texas, they're trying to take the ability to count votes away from the largest county, Harris County, which is Houston, because they want to steal votes. In Ohio, they're trying to take away the right for us to vote uh, in abortion. They've seen abortion rights has won everywhere and been put in the Constitution. Um, so they're trying to sneak a, a, an off-year, off-time election. It's going to cost us millions of dollars in August so that they can get low turnout and think they think they, that our people won't turn out. I have a feeling they're going to be surprised. And what they want is to vote to change the constitutional amendment process here by referendum to you needing 60%, not 50%. All because they know we can get 55% on a Roe v. Wade codification or some sort of pro-choice amendment. Yeah. So they want to sneak during a time and, and steal that ability from the people. And we can talk about what happened to the legislators in Tennessee and Montana. Like Like when they're willing to do all of these things we're talking about, do we think that they're suddenly not willing to just get rid of the debt ceiling the moment that they decide that they don't need it anymore? I mean, what world are you living in to still think that there's any principles that govern them that have to do with respect for our republic?
1: I mean- yeah. yeah, but you know what? In this case, with the debt ceiling and if some future Republican president invokes the 14th just because Joe Biden did it, Again, that's actually great news. No, you're right. In yeah, this case, it's awesome. Exactly, <laughs> because we're no longer dealing with this ridiculous law that Congress has to weigh in on lifting the debt ceiling in order to prevent some sort of catastrophic default and an economic meltdown. So this is invariably great news. And I think Joe Biden, provided that Kevin McCarthy doesn't budge at all, and he can't budge, really, because of the, uh, the clown car caucus won't let him. Right. But say that he doesn't budge, well, Joe Biden should definitely play this card because there's only upside in that. There is no downside in playing the 14th Amendment card. I
2: hadn't even thought about it that way, and so you make another outstanding point, which is in addition to all the other reasons to do it, which is to show Republicans that we will do what it takes to stop their fascism and their destruction of this country because it's in the Constitution and we are allowed to do it. And this was a stupid, just like the filibuster, accidental creation. Of a, you know of, of the nineteen teens, right? Mm-hmm. All the other reasons there are to do it, but you're right. In this case, there's even an extra reason to do it because we want to get rid of the stupid thing. Yeah, because there's no point. There's nothing good about having a debt ceiling. Where the only country in the, the in the Western Hemisphere, I think, the only high income democracy that does this besides Denmark, and their debt ceiling apparently is like so high that they would literally have to borrow the entire earth to hit it.
1: Yeah, and in fact, it's one of the reasons why I believe the Democrats should be even more aggressive with gerrymandering. And let me explain. What they should do is get super nitpicky and gerrymander like down to the House, like even sh- like smaller than the precinct level, and do that because then the Republicans will freak out, and then what you do is you do an end around and say, y- you flank them and say, Okay, yeah, join with us to get rid of gerrymandering. If you're so opposed to it, let's all get rid of gerrymandering, because the only way it can go away is if both parties decide to get rid of it, right? You can't just—the Democrats can't unilaterally get rid of gerrymandering. That puts them at a disadvantage. Or they can't unilaterally take private money out of campaigns, because, once again— the Democrats would be shooting themselves in the foot while the Republicans are still raising all of this private uh, money, dark money, et cetera. The same with uh, gerrymandering. So what you do right. is you anger them to the point where they're like, because it's so easy to rabbit season, duck season these people. You anger right. them to the point of hating gerrymandering and hating private money in elections. And you go, okay, now join with us to get rid of both of those things.
2: <laughs> and that's yeah, the way Let me, give, let me tell folks a little secret. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I worked against McConnell way back when, uh, and and have had to read a lot about him, and it you know wrote about him for the Washington Monthly. It, it can make you a little bit ill. I have to tell you that. Learn you ahead of time. <laughs> uh, but but in the eighties, I mean, when I was pointing out what an absolute hypocrite he was, he at that time wanted to ban PACs. Wow, now, his stance was completely different. Why? Because oh, yeah. guess who controlled had controlled the House for forty years.
1: Yeah, of Democrats. course, Democrats. They
2: didn't think they ever were going to be able to take over. And mm-hmm. incumbents, as people may know, generally get more pack money. It's the way it works because incumbency is a good thing to bet on. Incumbents win the majority of the time. So they they at that time the money that Democrats was getting was was hurting Republicans, and as a strategist who wanted to take over, so he was actually out there calling for the banning of all PACs because he's a piece of shit and he's a hypocrite and mm-hmm. he saw the advantage in that again. They don't have principles. They will do whatever benefits them at any time. So, so uh, in the end, like the, you're right. If we can just get it to the point where the money actually is a, is a disadvantage to them. Then you'll see them go do. It. Remember, they loved corporations until corporations started doing things they didn't like.
0: Yeah. Then yeah, exactly. they were like, "Oh wait,
2: wait, wait! We got to regulate corporations now." <laughs> um, you know, like, like, like that's that's the way they are in anything. They don't have any actual principles. Maybe no. a few of them have a few principles here and there, who are still hiding among the bunch. But overall, like, they're even they're too scared for the most part to speak up. Yeah. Like they're just. They're they're just, you you know, they're a clown caucus, as
1: you said. Yeah, exactly. And what they're willing to do is they're willing to set policy for themselves based on merely doing the opposite of what Democrats want. So why don't we use that to our advantage? It's sort of like my one interaction with Tucker Carlson was on uh, Geraldo's radio show. I was a guest on Geraldo's show. And for some reason, in comes Tucker Carlson on the other phone line. And he was complaining about all the corporate money that Barack Obama was raising in 2012 because it was during that 2012 election cycle. And I said to him directly, Tucker, if you want to get rid of private money from campaigns... Join us and let's do that because I certainly support it. Why don't you? You seem to support it. You're saying you don't want Barack Obama to be raising all of this money from corporations. Then come over to us and work with us so that we can do this. And, of course, it was like total silence. Of course. (laughs) Crickets. He didn't
2: think you would be able to call him out or he thought you'd be like what I would get, you know, from those kinds of places, a good little liberal and not, you know, argue in the way you did. And then the even better part was you were like, and listen to this, Tucker, like, you're not going to believe this. But in a decade, you're going to be advocating that men pan their balls so that they be more manly. You're actually going to say that on TV. I'm yeah. telling you, you won't believe that right now, but you're going to do that. I see in the future.
1: I also see the f- in the future that you're going to have to do your show on Twitter where anyone can have a show. It's like one step off from college radio where everyone can have a radio show. That's where (laughs) you're
2: going to look like you're doing it from your mom's basement. (laughs) It's going to be awesome.
1: Okay. Are you done with the commercials? I probably shouldn't criticize the commercials, but here I am. Here's a good way to listen to the Bob Seska show. Without all of these commercial interruptions where I'm talking about the Patreon page or there's other sorts of commercials in the mix, just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. You say, oh my God, $15 a month, that's a lot of money, but in exchange for your generous support... We're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, the Thursday show. Plus, you're going to get the Shadow Docket show every Tuesday and Thursday. But wait, there's more. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly included in that level of support. All for just $15 per month. So go right now to bobsuscashow.com. And we thank you.
0: All day long.
1: So how panicked is Donald Trump right now? You saw the Trump dictated letter they just sent to uh, Merrick Garland, right? Uh, I didn't. I saw it was trending and I was in the middle
2: of a call for work and I didn't get to see it. So now... I can give you my natural reaction on your show. Okay. If you tell me what was in the letter.
1: Do you want me to read it? Okay, I've got it right here. I well, got I mean,
2: it. if, it's some, if it's long and- No, it's no, kind of no, no. Though, <laughs> no, but, it's <laughs> just,
1: it's, it's one paragraph and it says, uh, Dear Attorney General Garland, we represent Donald J. Trump, the 45th President of the United States in of the investigation- yeah, Of course, yeah, he's got to throw that in there. In the investigation currently being conducted by the Special Counsel's Office, Unlike President Biden, his son Hunter and the Biden family, President Trump is being treated unfairly. (laughs) (laughs) There's the WAN, there's the, you really
2: good at English. (laughs) Let's let's dangle some participles and put some, you know... (laughs) God, they're just stupidest as peep. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think well, there's, some right, way... there's,
1: there's more, there's more. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Go uh, ahead, go ahead, no more,
1: president but... of the United States has ever in the history of our country been baselessly investigated in such an outrageous and unlawful fashion. We request a meeting at your earliest convenience to discuss the ongoing injustice that is being perpetrated by your special counsel and his prosecutors. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Very truly yours. Uh, John P. Rowley and James M. Trusty; those are, of course, Donald Trump's <laughs> they should attorneys. Have
2: the two most recent assholes who have decided to sell their <laughs> reputations to to work for a guy who will never actually, in the end, pay the bill. That's right. These um, two
1: highly paid stenographers for Donald Trump, because you right. know that he, first of all, that he dictated this letter, and second of all the Mar-a-Lago catch-up alert level is like a catastrophic right now (laughs) because the
2: plastic up on the walls. Yes. Like like the Gallagher weapon
1: too. (laughs) Yes. Right. All the guests (laughs) are running around with those Gallagher plastic sheets over their heads so they don't get splattered. Um, but no, this is to me, this signals that indictments are just around the corner from Jack Smith. They know something. Donald Trump knows something. I think they get, they get,
2: tips and they get hints on that
1: stuff um yep yep so that's what they're that's absolutely what they're reacting to and that's what donald trump is so panicked about and of course my first reaction uh when kimberly and i were watching msnbc and this news came down last night was i love that donald trump is stressed out anything that makes donald trump freak out anything that makes him lose sleep just makes me stuff that so makes happy. happy.
0: Yeah. Yes, I, I mean, I, yeah. I,
1: I I derive <laughs> so much pleasure out of Donald Trump's pain. It's almost Are ridiculous. You a Trump
2: derangement syndrome. <laughs> like I love it when right wingers see that. I'm like, no, I just don't like fucking criminals. Oh yeah, like, well, you know, no, I
1: do. I do have Trump derangement syndrome, but you know what? It's earned. He has. Yeah, but he has okay, done but, this. Well,
2: yours maybe, although I'm going to guess it's not like specifically Trump. Like if it is, then you have Trump derangement syndrome. Mm. I have a syndrome called when every bad fucking person out there, I want horrible shit to happen. To
1: them. <laughs> so, so is, is that a not, syndrome? You know, I didn't know that. That's a good I, I syndrome. Don't, I don't have. know. It,
2: it's a little bit of a long name for the D uh, or whatever it is. The DM, DSM.
1: That's I'll ask the Mary Trump about <laughs> that. She may know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. When you're in between talking to her about about you know Spock's sister and and some of the other things you guys chat about, get that in there. But I, I but I do. I, I mean, it, it's like if you're evil and you're awful and you hurt people, I want bad things to happen to you. Yeah. Like I want bad things to happen to Vladimir Putin. I want You know. I want bad things to happen to Ron DeSantis. You know. I want bad things to happen to Bolsonaro. Yeah. I want bad things to happen to virtually every member of the Republican House Caucus. So I don't reserve it i don't have some trump derangement syndrome i have dick derangement syndrome which is if you're a fucking dick i want bad things to happen to you if you've harmed people if you've taken away people's constitutional rights if you've allowed kids to get shot in schools if you're allowing our fucking climate to get all messed up if you're doing those things i don't like you in fact i Probably hate you, and I would like bad things to happen to you and your family. Yeah, yeah. sorry, it's like I guess who I am.
1: It's like when Ralphie beats the shit out of that bully in a Christmas story. Of course, you're rooting for Ralphie in that situation because the bully is just so unforgivable. I forget the bully's name, by the way. I haven't seen that movie in many, many years. But right. yeah, but that's one of the things when you see bullies in severe discomfort, it's actually quite thrilling and exciting and fun. I think and that's,
2: that's pretty normal behavior. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, you know so so I, that's what I'm saying. I would say you have trump derangement unless you've got some weird thing where it's where all other evil awful people you're like, yeah, I'm good with them. It's Scott
1: Farkas I know now I remember that Scott Farkas, which is like the young Donald Trump
2: right <laughs> right and you know we can go through characters in movies or we can go through people in real life or you know whoever it may be I want bad things to happen to them. Right. I, I enjoy it and I clap and cheer. When I, just Like with that video I said, when I saw Stacy Plaskett take apart Jim Jordan and him look like he wanted to cry, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If that makes me a bad person, I guess I'm a bad
1: person. So this is like a super-duper Karen letter is what this is. I demand to speak to management. That's what Donald Trump is saying with this. And it's insane that he expects Merrick Garland to meet with his lawyers after what he said about Garland, about Jack Smith, about the investigations. But suddenly now he expects Garland to play ball with him. That's some
2: serious, sure that's like, sense great.
1: of entitlement, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a sense of entitlement. And and then, like, I got to be honest, man, you know, maybe this is the, the nitpicker uh, in me where I'm really just a, a bad person or something. But, like, <laughs> uh, and I go too far with it. But but the redundancies in that letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, read that last paragraph again. All right. If you don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me bring it up here again. Uh, the last par- The Well, okay, it's all one paragraph. But it says here, no president of the United States has ever in the history of our country been, so
2: has ever, yeah. no president has ever, yeah. but then in the history of our country, right. ever, ever, never, ever. I'm surprised he didn't write that. Uh <laughs> well, he's, he's concerned like, about
1: many, he's concerned about presidents a million years ago. Because remember, there were also celebrities a million years ago. And so right. maybe there were also for millions
2: of years, they've been grabbing them by the yeah, right. The <laughs> dinosaurs are doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they can get away with it, because they're celebrities. Right. Yeah, yeah, Correct. but he, he has a, a, a linear passage of time problem, which is uh, something that Ben Collins told us about this past week, uh, but anyway.
2: Oh, oh, did you have him on uh, the podcast? No,
1: or? no, Ben Collins made a great video about uh, th- uh, the story regarding, uh it's a long story. It's um, th- Often those, I'll go
2: watch it, I love, Ben's. Ben is fantastic. So yeah, I well, you know.
1: Elon platformed these awful animal torture videos that I'm not going to describe because yet, they're too awful. I
2: saw him. I saw him write about that. And yeah, that got yeah. Me, ben did, and that got me. I mean, I wanted to just. I mean, you know, we've got a couple cats here. I am a I am a cat person, dog person. Yeah. I mean that stuff sets me off.
1: Right. Well, what, what happened was uh, after the videos had been taken down and after the autocomplete function from the search field on Twitter had been blocked temporarily because of these videos, that's when Jesse waters jumped onto Fox news channel and was like, Oh, my God, we went looking for these cat torture videos because I love them so much. Now, I didn't really say that, but I'm sure he was, like, delighted that there were animal torture videos. But we went looking for those videos, and we couldn't find any videos, so clearly Ben Collins is lying. And then Ben Collins had to do a whole video on Twitter explaining the linear passage of time to Jesse Waters. Like, okay, I wrote this article on this day, then time passed, Elon took down the videos, and then you did your segment on Fox News Channel. That's how the linear passage of time works. Something that they don't understand, or they do understand. They just, they know that their audience doesn't understand that. They just, I mean, yes.
2: They they, they just, they, they have a problem with the linear passage of time. They have yeah. a problem with basic math. They have a problem with good hygiene. Yeah. They have a problem with understanding basic democracy. They have a lot of problems.
1: Yes, they do. So, uh, speaking of Fox News channel, have you seen the story about the Fox News employee handbook? <laughs> have you seen this thing? This is uh one of my favorite Why do
2: you always find good stuff? It seems I haven't seen yet, man. Either that or I've been out of it this this week.
1: Oh yeah, this is amazing. This is there's this uh, a far-right publication called The Daily Signal and they found this Okay, can we
2: stop for a second? Why are they all The Daily I don't know. I what, have no what, idea. Are they, do they lack that much creativity? Can't they say the nightly or the, the, the <laughs> weekly? The, the daily wire, the daily caller, yeah. the daily douche, the daily, <laughs> I mean, okay. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I know, I,
1: I know. But, but they actually did a public service here by publishing this leaked uh, employee handbook from Fox News Channel, which is super duper woke. I mean, it's so woke. I mean, I did my video this week claiming that it was the Disney employee handbook. And then I was like, whoops, I screwed up. That's the Fox News handbook. And so uh, (laughs) here's just the salient portion of how they describe this Fox News employee handbook and how woke it is. It says, Under the category Gender Transition, Fox's Employee Handbook promises that the company is dedicated to expanding and strengthening efforts to sustain a more inclusive work environment. Employees who are transitioning their gender have the right to be open about their transition if they so choose and to work in an environment free of harassment, discrimination, or retaliation and without fear of consequences or transphobia for living openly, the policy says. Citing the Human Rights Campaign, one of the most prominent LGBTQ organizations in the country the fox handbook defines a slew of lgbtq terms including cisgender gender expression gender fluid gender identity gender non-conforming gender transition lgbtq non-binary and transgender that's just a few that's just a, a sample of this piece in the daily signal about this fox news employee handbook showing us of course what they say publicly is vastly different than what they do privately. We've seen this with COVID. We've seen I was this with say, January 6th right in away. 2020. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. I mean, there's just, I mean, I don't know what to say at some point. At some point, like, like <laughs> wow. people are... St- I know, right? They've shut me up. They're just so... <laughs> well, but I feel like I've said it all. I've written pieces on Fox. I mean, they are just such greed whores. They're so fundamentally dishonest. Yeah. They're so, like, when you were talking before about, like, you know, you, my... If I put certain, like, titles that were that were dishonest, you know, you have to be able to sleep at night and all that. Like, these people apparently, I'm sure it's upside down, can, or in a coffin, can sleep at night. Like, they just... They have no problem... You know, saying one thing on air, pushing one thing and then getting off air and walking around their company and doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And they know they're forcing people uh, when it comes to the LGBTQ community into suicide and into depression and into alcoholism into by by pushing these views and by pushing smearing them. And they know they're encouraging violence against them and they knew they were getting people sick and I'm sorry, killing them when they had Tucker and and the gang lying about COVID on their air, but Mm -hmm. like, there's just, there's nothing apparently that will, there's nothing they can do that will make them stop and say, huh, you know, it's, it's not worth it for a paycheck.
1: Yeah. If I were a Fox news viewer, Cliff, I, I don't know which I would be more offended by the lie itself, the duplicity itself, or the fact that they assumed that I was too dumb to give a shit. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, the whole action yeah. of the duplicity is one thing. It's another thing entirely to know that they think so little of their audience. And it's me as a hypothetical Fox News viewer, so little of my intelligence that they would think that they could get away with something like this. That would be the most offensive aspect of this kind of story or what they were saying all the lies about uh the 2020 election or covid or whatever all of that duplicity be like why are you insulting my intelligence i and again we all know that the typical fox news viewer is not the brightest bulb in the batch but if i were a fox news viewer my intelligence would feel insulted by this kind of chicanery wouldn't yours
2: yeah, I mean, mine would too. But th- again, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there is yeah. that, you know, like a lo- your vast majority of people who are really watching Fox and paying attention are not playing with a full deck. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're either people who are, are, you know, let's just be honest, are, are numbingly stupid, or they're people that are, are dealing with some sort of mental illness or, or they have they're aged and they're dealing with dementia. I mean, I, I'd love to see studies on sort of who it is who's actually watching Fox at this point mm-hmm. and Fox and, and, and they I mean, clearly some of their viewers did get offended because their, their ratings have been crashing and burning, Yeah, you know, I mean, they, they, they needed Tucker there to tell them the, you know, to, to, to be their, their fascist commandant. And the minute that they, they in that one act realized how, how, the liability that he was going to be and how that could hurt them and maybe bankrupt them financially mm-hmm. they tossed him overboard the problem is is by tossing him overboard you know that some people had to realize the truth because why would you get rid of tucker yeah. And then all the reasons why you get rid of Tucker came came out, right? And I'm sure some of them just believe conspiracy theories or whatever. Maybe Sean Hannity is is really Tucker Carlson with a Sean Hannity mask on. Or I mean, <laughs> who the hell knows with these people? There's they're, <laughs> they're yeah. such just morons. But but a lot of them were told the truth, even if they didn't want to believe everything. Oh, that's just the mainstream media lying about Fox. Yeah. You know, when they saw all the the that that's not that's not true when they would see all like the the court you know, filings and all that. Well, you can't make up that Tucker ain't there you know, or that he's there. Right. He's not there. He's not sitting in that seat anymore. That means either Fox removed him or maybe they've got some other, again, crazy theory about aliens abducting him. But the vast majority of them have to on some level understand that, yeah, he was lying and doing things that were completely unacceptable. Now they've gotten rid of him and, and you got two groups of people. People like, I assume this is a smaller group, sadly, but some group were like, you bastards were lying to me that much Mm -hmm. and decided not to watch it anymore. Again, I don't assume that's a huge group because self-reflection isn't big in in that crowd. (laughs) But then there's there's a bigger group that were like, you took took the guy telling the truth off the air. And so clearly they are hurting Mm -hmm. because of it. I just wish they would just crash and burn. It would be the best thing for Western civilization if, if you know, also Australia and the United Kingdom, if, if, even though they haven't done as much damage there, if, if Rupert Murdoch's kingdom came crashing down.
1: So maybe you can help me out with this, Cliff. We learned this week that Harlan Crow gave $130,000 to the No Labels Party. Please explain to any registered Democrats why voting for the No Labels candidate, or any third party for that matter, is helping Trump and helping to end democracy. Can you help me to adequately explain why it's super-duper dumb to either support a primary challenger of Joe Biden or to support a third-party candidate going into 2024?
2: Well, most of your listeners being people that are smart and have sort of functional. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm contacts, talking about any
1: any trolls that might be too. No, in. I know.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm laughing because I'm just saying like you know your people will know all of this right away. Yeah. So you
1: yes. know just for the the the
2: the random imbecile that was trying to find four chan or eight chan or 127 chan or whatever chan we're up to, <laughs> and by mistake ended up uh, here. We can we can explain You see, folks. Let's start with I'll start with the the latter one, the primary. First of all, RK Junior is a crank, and I'm sad to say it because I've met him before, and there was a period of time way back when when he wasn't. I don't know what happened to him, um, but when it comes to both COVID and when it comes to his beliefs on what we should do in Ukraine and NATO, he, he's, he's Glenn Greenwald at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter what his name is. That's why they love him so much. That's why they're pushing him. So, and and here's what everybody needs to know is one of the biggest factors that will being an incumbent is a huge advantage is why when people like, were like, "Well, Biden shouldn't run or whatever, my response is always like, you are crazy. And you don't follow presidential history. Because being president, having that getting that much free press constantly having the mic in front of you, all of that. It is in fundraising, as we talked about earlier, incumbent fundraising is such a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Did I wish Biden were younger? Yes, I wish he were a decade younger. He was the guy for the job at that at that point in time. And he's the guy for the job now. The problem is, is when you have a, a primary challenge that drains time, money and splits the party up and gets to the point where there's levels of animosity between people in that party. Some people never come back. And uh, and you've wasted time on trying to to defend yourself when you haven't been out there sharing your message, sharing your successes, which, by the way, I put a video out there. I don't think most people understand how successful Biden has been, but you really should be thinking FDR when you combine NATO, the economy, Mm -hmm. jobs, record creation records and all the things that he's done. And he's passed various legislation, most on climate change prevention ever actually passed some gun safety legislation. I mean, you know whatever i'll go on forever on this stuff yeah. well you, you know ni- 1968 when eugene mccarthy runs against lbj and gets a big big percent of the in the modern primary era of that of that uh electorate lbj drops out why because he knows he's going to lose because he yeah. knows that essentially he's gonna have to run these primaries he's gonna get he's gonna have to Like struggle to survive, and then he's going to go in against a strong Republican party and lose. 1976, Ronald Reagan runs against Gerald Ford in a primary. Guess what happens? Ford loses in the general. 1980, Teddy Kennedy, another Kennedy, runs against uh, uh, Jimmy Carter in a primary. Guess what happens to Jimmy Carter? He loses. 1988, Patrick Buchanan runs a strong primary against George H.W. Bush. He ends up beating him. Guess what happens? He loses. And for all intents and purposes, like you might as well have called what Bernie did in 20, in 2016 against Hillary a primary because she really, even not being president, was as close to the, a presumptive incumbent as you could get. Mm-hmm. And we know a good chunk of Bernie people never came back. And the, the, the wounds had opened up in our party, some of which are still there. It, it accomplishes nothing and except for electing the other side. This is the only thing that that a a primary to a president can accomplish ever, that's one. Two, the other thing that can accomplish it, which we've seen again and again, see Ralph Nader, Jill Stein, is if people vote for a third party instead of voting for the person who they want to vote for, in fact, that that's something that also hurt Jimmy Carter in 1980 is a liberal Republican, John Anderson ran, and a lot of people that, that were Republicans that couldn't bring themselves to vote for a Democrat, but didn't like Reagan and thought he was too conservative, 8%, I don't remember what it was, voted for John Anderson. But when you give people in the end, there are people that are crazy right wing Trumpers, and there's everybody else. And if you give everybody else numerous choices, you will siphon votes off from Joe Biden, and the the problem is with the electoral college. If we went on a on a popular vote, like a normal functioning democracy, this would not be a problem, and we would have nothing to worry about. Because Joe Biden beat him by eight million votes, and he'll probably beat him by more than that this time. Yeah, uh, just saw like where somebody was was conducting a uh, uh, a. Um, focus group with 15 former trump voters and of that you know of that and again this is one thing but nine of them were horrified by the thought of Trump becoming president again and mm-hmm. said they'd vote for Biden. three said they'd vote for Trump again and three said they would they'd vote for neither third party whatever. Um, I mean again, you don't want to give people another option so that they can let their emotions reign and not act like adults in a democracy because in a, in a it is winner takes all that is our system if you, you know if you want if you want to get a system like they have in Alaska ranked choice and that kind of thing which would be a better system to have you, we could get that but we don't have it it would take a constitutional amendment and that ain't happening right now so in the end you vote, and whoever ends up with the most electoral votes, and if in Arizona or in Georgia or some of those states Biden barely won, somebody chooses to say, "Yeah, I'm not going to vote for Trump, but I'll vote no labels." And in the end, that means that Trump ends up having more votes than Biden. We get President Trump. Yep. These it's- are not difficult concepts for you know, and I think most of our most—that's why I said your folks, I'm sure, understand them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all basic math. And speaking of math. We are less than two weeks away. This coming up June 6th will be the 10th anniversary of the beginning of the Snowden story. That's the date, June 6th, 2013, is when Greenwald posted the first article on The Guardian about Verizon and metadata, and it kicked off an entire summer of madness circulating around this particular story. And now we fast forward, we're in 2023 now, obviously, and Republicans en masse are calling for getting rid of the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA. And then what they will invariably do is once all those agencies go away and we have another nine eleven style terrorist attack as a result of it, they'll blame the Democrats for the terrorist attack.
2: Well, of course. <laughs> That's the well, strategy. I mean, look, yeah. you were one of the earliest ones to call it out. Um, and you deserve all the credit in the world for that. I think I got there earlier than most, but I think you were ahead of me on that. And, you know, to me... Obviously, anybody taking secrets and running away from the the country that I belong to is a danger. Um, But a bigger danger would be when you go and you run away and you take those secrets to Russia. Mm -hmm. and that never seemed like a good outcome as far as I was concerned I always was suspicious of you know what you know what he took and how it happened and heard stories from you know I have a friend who's got a husband who's undercover doesn't work stuff in the FBI and that people some of his colleagues have been exposed because of it so we knew we had a personal story about it and so I knew from the beginning they weren't being careful any of this and they'd done some very bad things you know, at times the CIA, the, the NSA, and whatever, go overboard. Of course they do. And, of course, they're doing things that are illegal at times. We had church committee hearings for that reason 50 years ago or, yeah, in the 70s, 40, 50 years ago and because of, of who they were sponsoring and things they were doing. So it's not to say, oh, my God, they've always been great. But that Snowden thing, I'll tell you, like, I still am suspicious. I don't know if he was Mm -hmm. cultivated initially by Russia. I mean, I have no doubt that whether it's they've got Compromat or, you know, whatever the thing is that they own Glenn Greenwald and they own Snowden and they own others. Otherwise, maybe those guys might utter a bad word about Vladimir Putin literally committing genocide um, in Ukraine as opposed to all the other things they find themselves talking about constantly.
1: Here's how I peg that uh, summer of events surrounding Edward Snowden. The fact that he ended up in Moscow, I think is no coincidence. The fact that he was in Hong Kong and had a pizza party at the Russian em- embassy or the Russian-, Russian consulate. I think it was yeah. at the time, right before WikiLeaks attorneys chaperoned him to Moscow where um, he oh, was yeah, and then that welcomed as a guest. Yeah, exactly. So, If you look at the timeline of events, though, I believe that what happened in 2013 was step one in Vladimir Putin's attack against the West. I I agree. 2013 was Snowden and Greenwald. 2014 was the annexation of Crimea. 2015, 2016 was, of course, hacking of the DNC, this massive disinformation campaign to help Donald Trump win in 2016. It falls sequentially in almost perfect order. Yeah. And And more information
2: has come out that has backed all that up. In 2013, 2014 is when he started. I made sure to highlight this when this happened is when Putin started paying. EU uh, figures, both in various bodies in the EU, various legislators and other, but others like the actual EU itself, right? But also various countries that belong started paying them off to take it. But he also started paying off members of the press, and that huge exposé. I remember it was a German newspaper, I think, came out. And that gee, members of the press, who could that be? And <laughs> d- just around the time that Greenwald and Snowden and all this stuff happens, and if you think about it, Medvedev, who now is. Owned by Putin and always was. While they still had were pretending to be, you know, a constitutional republic of sorts. Uh, you may remember he was the one who took over with and and was sort of the face because Putin was not allowed more than two terms in a row. He was was the leader of Russia from 2008 to 2012, yeah. and that is when I'm sure Putin went to him and made an, an offer he couldn't refuse. When Putin was working on consolidating power. And was like, yeah, we're going to get rid of this whole constitutional limit thing, and I'm going to run forever, and I'm starting again. So when he got back into office was 2012, and that – and so what you're saying, 2013 and all that, it all lines up. Perfectly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you extend um, that timeline out even further and you get into Brexit, which started, which got yep. underway in 2017. You have Marine Le Pen propped up in France in 2017 by Vladimir yep. Putin.
2: So it's money found at a bank that he transferred over. And, and a million things that if you've read about folks like. You know, sending these Wagner guys, some of the ones that are fighting Ukraine, to various countries in Africa yeah. to prop up governments loyal to him. I mean, he was doing things across the world in small countries, large countries, in places that some places that people have never heard of. He was doing these kinds of things. You've just heard of the bigger ones, yeah. um, you know, like Brexit and like Trump and that kind of thing. But yeah. he was he was doing all of this kind of stuff. It is it's not. It's horseshoe theory stuff. It's not difficult to understand, you know. Uh, especially in winner-take-all systems like ours. There's a reason why Michael Flynn and Jill Stein were sitting at the same damn table at a dinner that was being held in honor of RT, and Vlad Putin was at that table. That that one table really kind of tells you everything you need to know. And that's what they were doing across Europe. They were more openly aligned with the far right parties, but they secretly are funding far left lunatics to undermine liberal parties and liberal democracy across Mm -hmm. the world.
1: And I think Vladimir Putin was expecting to weaken Western alliances and Western influence in advance of his his full-on invasion of Ukraine in 2021. I believe that he was scheduling that based on the fact that he assumed Donald Trump was going to win re-election Correct. in 2020. And that he would Correct. have no issue with that. And there would be no one else who would defend Ukraine.
2: There's a reason why it happened very suddenly as opposed to what they would have done. There would have been a longer buildup, yeah. I think, and they would have had accusations where they would have been like, Ukraine did this, Ukraine did that. Instead, once Biden, when they realized, we better get our asses in there immediately before yeah. Biden, you know, before NATO moved and we can't do this.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the... Uh, I, I wonder if there was a 10-year plan and where that would land, what kind of event would happen then this year to cap off the 10-year plan. I'm just... You know what? I'm just... <laughs> I'm kind of spitballing. I don't mean to make anyone panic, but uh, I I wonder if that's the case. I don't know. I mean, it may be, may not be. Well, my
2: guess is it would all depend, you know, like whenever you set up these kinds of plans and if you're good at it, you know, you set up contingency plans too. And so I think a lot of it had to be set up according to their successes and failures. Now, initially, there were a ton of successes, sadly. I mean, 2016 yeah. Brexit, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they kicked a lot of the idiots out of the British government. Marine Le Pen failed. Yeah. Okay, Bolsonaro was kicked out of office. Who was an ally of his and a major, obviously a huge population-wise, another country. Uh, you know, Trump was kicked out of office, and the Republicans yep. in the end maybe took the House, but lost control of a lot of what they they had in Washington. So, so you know, up through about 2017, 18, somewhere in there. Um, you know, and he'd been successful in Crimea and the rest. Suddenly, you know, he's losing leaders that are allies of his. He's being exposed in certain things in the media and elsewhere. He's, you know, he's getting his ass handed to him by uh, a, a steadfast uh, leader in, in who he never thought would have that kind of strength of purpose in Ukraine. And everything's not going so well anymore. Yeah. So, I, you know, I mean, it's not to say, you know, sadly, he still has a lot of weapons. He's probably stockpiled billions, if not tens of billions if not more in god knows where and you know so i'm not sitting here looking at this Pollyannaish like oh, oh yeah we're done putin's done you know he can still do a lot of damage before he before he's truly done which is a shame but the the difference is is that somewhere you know things turned a corner you know we, we, you can call it whatever you want where it may have been with trump losing it may it may have been with ukraine it may have been Bolsonaro, maybe in a combination of things, but suddenly he started losing in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and so that, and even the election in Turkey, because Erdogan is an ally of his too. Uh, And, you know, I mean, you know, that, that, even that, and even Erdogan holds on in the end. Like, Mm. that's the fact that, that, that it got as close as it got. Like, he's just, he's not in the, I think the position that he hoped to be in right now would be obviously with Trump and Bolsonaro and some of these other folks at office. And obviously Ukraine was easy. And then he's looking at other non NATO members, you know, maybe a chunk of Finland is what he wants to take. Maybe a chunk of Latvia, maybe, a, you know, who knows, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what he'd be willing to do in, and even maybe take slight risks with some, some NATO countries, but he's, he's, he's been getting his ass handed to him everywhere. It's been, it's been, uh, at the old, uh, Hacienda there for Glenn Greenwald. He's had to work double time to propagandize lately. <laughs>
1: yeah, unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, you know that uh, his husband died, right? Uh, I do, and yeah.
2: and you know what? Like my condolences to his Mine husband. Too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: I don't offer condolences to Glenn Greenwald because Glenn, Glenn Greenwald is an absolute and utter piece of shit who's gotten people killed and lied for a living. So I have no sympathy <laughs> for Glenn. I have sympathy for his husband for dying. I have sympathy for their children who lost their dad. I have zero sympathy for the misery that Glenn's uh, caused other people. I don't have an ounce of sympathy for Glenn, not an ounce.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I, I was hoping in this past segment of our conversation here, Cliff, that maybe we'll get on to the next sanctions list when Vladimir Putin issues the next one. Because I know he went after uh, what Brad Raffensberger and Rachel Maddow and Seth Meyers and Barack Obama, I think, are all being sanctioned I know, now. I'm kind of pissed.
2: We're not big enough. I yet. know. Another we list it.
1: we didn't make. Damn it. We got to try harder. I know. Like...
2: We really do. I mean, look, I already avoid all balconies and hotels. I thought maybe I'd gotten somewhere, but maybe not. Who knows? I guess we'll have to find out what uh if we can get ourselves on that list of it. I guess so there you go, folks. That's why you have to subscribe to my YouTube channel because apparently twenty thousand subscribers, twenty thousand sixty-eight at last look, because yes, I do look too much. Um that is (laughs) that has not that has not gotten his attention. Maybe Let's just do a little math here. Maybe if we double that, and it's forty thousand one hundred thirty-six. Did I get that right? Uh, you know, then maybe maybe we'll be there. Although we may have to go to triple. Who knows? Who knows yeah, what we'll yeah. need to do?
1: Just more effort. We have to put in more effort on this front. I we thought we do. were doing our uh, our best, but obviously our best isn't good enough for Vladimir Putin. So try hard. Maybe
2: I need to do a. Maybe I need to like get on a horse and do a shirtless video. We'll put <laughs> it up on your channel or something. You're you're. But I have to give myself some man boobs for it too. So I have to <laughs> That's move. Right. I have to. I, mean, I have <laughs> yeah. to eat a, a, a not a, what we'd call an unhealthy diet mm-hmm. uh, before that. What was the thing with the old thing with the uh, when, when Bill Murray played Hercules and Sang it alive? Oh yeah. Anyway. Secondary lifestyle and a, a high, pro, high carb diet. I don't remember
1: what that it was boulder it. is too I large. Have, I can lift a smaller one.
2: Yeah. That's right. I may have to do that. And then if I can get some moves, I'll sit on a horse and you get a picture of me and I can mock Putin. And then maybe Putin will, will, will get mad at us <laughs> and <he'll>
1: sanction us. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that Bill Murray sketch.
2: <laughs> that was so great. Oh, the Hercules
1: my, sketch is classic.
2: I love that. I mean, it's a, it's a classic. I, I'll say one more thing, you know, like, I know that, that we're running over and probably have to go soon. So but the irony is is that you know, I went, I did these trips for the State Department mm-hmm. um back when I still lived in Washington, DC, you know, because they, they had people they do background checks on. That's right. I had an actual real background check on like let's say somebody <laughs> wants to purchase a machine gun.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, like like who my my associations were, if I was hanging out with any terrorist groups, they did they ran the whole thing on me because I had a, a master's in, you know, from a, a public policy program and they and they thought my background was good to somebody go abroad and speak about American democracy to foreign diplomats and people like that. And so uh, I did some of those via digital video conference, you know, like a number of countries. And then they sent me over to Romania where they paid for it. And they and I got to go around Romania and talk to people. It was pretty awesome. But I bring this up because there was a trip. So I'm trying to remember when this was because I went to Romania in 2004. So it still had to be when Russia had not quite, go on on our evil list again yet i feel like it was 2007 8 they wanted to send me to like the most random places if they had been like moscow and saint petersburg i probably would have done it they were like we'd like to send you to Catherineburg and vladivostok you ever looked where vladivostok is <laughs> Wow, it's no. like right next to north korea um, oh my I was like, god it, do people yeah. live
1: there that's incredible
2: apparently it's an actual real place and i was like you know what i'm not going but thank you for the offer. But like, yeah, I'm just laughing at like back then I would have gone to Russia and 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 like God knows whereas now. You know, that would have been what my point is, is that I need to get sanctioned because uh, I've never been. And then I never will be. I had my one yeah. chance to go to Russia on the State Department. And I turned it down because, you know, they were sending me places that, that didn't hold a lot of uh, interest for me.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what's the yeah. worst that can happen? You know. Anyway, (laughs) what's the worst that can happen in Vladivostok, right? I (laughs) I mean, you know. (laughs) So uh, plug away uh, all of your various uh, website addresses and handles on social media. Where can we find you, Cliff Schechter? Well, I've talked to Bob
2: about this the other day because Bob is a social media expert, and I'm like, I'm all discombobulated and don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, uh, I need to straighten all this. So we'll keep it right now to the two places where where I am, where I'd love for you to come find me, and I know that I'll be unless one of them, Elon, could kick me off of. But um, first, YouTube, and it's just at C. Schechter.
0: Yeah.
2: If you go to YouTube and you put that in, you will find me. Please come and subscribe. We put out what I hope are pretty good videos every day, commentary. Some of them are – are uh, pure humor. Some of them are a mixture of humor and serious stuff, and some of them are, are deadly serious. They're great. Um, yeah. uh, thank you. I appreciate that, and we try to do our best with that. So, so, so at C Schecter, and Schecter is spelled S C H E C T E R. No yeah. second H. We drop that in the boat over.
1: I got a link in the description cool. in the uh, under this episode, and then you yeah. just need to, to add the lift
2: to the C. For my uh, Twitter, because I'm too dumb to make all of my handles the same. So uh, (laughs) my handle at Twitter is at Cliff Schechter. There you go. That's all one word and whatever, and you can find me there. And those are the two best places right now. There will be further spots, I assume, because the world's a crazy place.
1: And you're not on Spoutable yet? I'm not uh, when
2: I am, unless somebody will have taken at Cliff <laughs> Shector, which would be kind of funny. Um, that It'll probably end up being that when I get there. I've been meaning to, but it's like, you know, I mean, we've been doing so many things to expand the YouTube channel. It's like you have to, you know, open a merch shop and we have to, you know, do this and that. I'm doing the same thing with my email list. Um, and it's like, you know, there's so much to do with those two things. It's like I just haven't been able to do it. I want to. I've heard Spadable's good and – you know, I'd like to get over there. So I will at some point, some point
1: soon, I hope. Okay, my friend. Great talking to you again. You are awesome.
2: Thank you for having me on. Uh, this is always like, it's just like having a conversation with an awesome friend every time. <laughs>
1: yes. We um, do this on the phone a lot. And, and so we right. just might as well record it, right?
2: Like right before this, you know, I'm friends with the guys at the Progressive Voices Network. I'll just tell you quickly, you do all Stephanie Miller's videos, whatever. Oh, yeah. And one of them was like, hey. You know, Casey over there is a great guy. I was like, hey, do you mind posting this video? Bob Seska, do you know, said this really funny thing about like Trump being a human centipede of I don't remember what it was, like, stupid or <laughs> right? you, yeah, you yeah. had some great line. I'm like, I'm like you I guess you don't really know that that Bob, I consider to be literally one of my best friends in this business. <laughs> um, almost anything Bob says, if he vomits on paper, I'll put that up on my YouTube. OK, so. So, <laughs> okay, my, yeah. so yeah. So I just posted the, uh, the I just posted the the video up there that. uh from that I guess he cut a clip from um from Stephanie's show the other day. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I was talking your- yeah,
1: I was. I was talking about human centipedes this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm fun. sorry, not
2: the other day. It was today. Yeah, it was um, today. I'm, well we lose it-
1: track of time. I do that all the time. Human
2: centipede of BS, Donald Trump's <laughs> Republican Party. That that's what it. That's Bob it. Seska said.
1: All um, right. Well see, I, I love this when I ask for your plugs and then you in turn plug something that I've done. So that's okay. awesome. Yeah. That that would I'm be just a, a giver. A, that's its own human centipede, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a giver, Bob. By nature. I just I'm just oh, a giver. Oh
1: man. Great talking to you again, Cliff. We'll talk Great to you again. Great talking next to you, too, buddy. Take care, man. All, All right, Bob. bye. Bye-bye.